My earliest memory of photography is um, in terms of my own experience of taking pictures, was taking pictures of my friends uh, throwing buckets of water at each other on the beach. That's the first time with the Kodak Instamatic. But the more conscious uh, attempt at photography was ski photography, because I've skied my entire life and I still ski occasionally. And uh, it was uh, a way of recording how high we jumped, how far we jumped, the places we jumped. That was my very first attempt. And then that developed into something um, different again when I started to go to concerts, went to gigs as a way of trying to remember what we did and who we saw and taking pictures of the people we loved to go to, uh, listen to. We did pictures at gigs. Well, I did pictures of gigs with a couple of friends who did it. So it was really about a, a way of capturing some, a, a memory in some ways. Yeah, I mean, at first it was just bragging, I think. Just like, you know, look what we've done. It's how crazy is this? Uh, obviously, it's not very crazy by today's standards. And then it was more of trying to... Because um, we'd go to a lot of concerts and it was a way of... I think trying to get the concert to be your own in a way, so you take it with you, not because you couldn't take your music with you, but you took your icons, your heroes with you. How did that sort of interest in capturing the moment develop into you really thinking about photography is where my interest lies? Well, well there was quite a long gap between that and doing it again. Uh, I, this was more teenage years, early teenage years, and then it kind of disappeared away. I went in to do other things. Um, I guess it came back after a year at university where I realised that <coughs> spending a year at university, uh, I realised that that wasn't really what I wanted to do. I mean, I think to be a student would be fine, but realising the options I would have later, I didn't really want to spend the rest of my life in that world. And as an option, I felt kind of quite pressurised to um, come up with something that I really loved at that point. And the one thing that was natural for me and I thought was quite unresolved, I don't think I even thought about it like that at the time, but thinking back at it, I think the one thing that I thought that I wanted to try that I hadn't really tried was taking pictures. And how did you learn all the sort of technical side and the processes? Was that self-taught? Uh, the base, uh, you have, you know, it's kind of like a mystery around photography, and the, and it's pretty much rubbish. You know, it's so basic, anyone can do it. It's not about the technique. It's not about those. You know, if you look at people who work with really, really basic techniques, they can take the most amazing pictures. It's not about technique. I mean, technique, a lot of it, the basic I learnt there. I learnt later on assisting in Norway for a photographer there called Nils Beek. And then, obviously, it was a quantum leap when I worked for Nick later on, where you kind of you come in with the basic knowledge, and then you see that this can be developed to such a high level and such a high quality. Because I think one thing is the technique, and one thing is to learn what you know what is required in terms of quality. Uh, and working for Nick as an assistant, that obviously exploded. And then you know I still learn things all the time, I'm still develop. It's not like you come to a certain point and then that development stopped. How important or how integral has that been? Or was that process? Oh, it's hugely important. Yeah, I've, I've said that many, many times as well. And I think, you know, when you come quite, I mean, I think I was 24 at that point and I've I'd never been in touch with the world of fashion at all. The world, world of photography, yeah, but the world of, you know, my world, you know, my 
history of fashion started there. My year one is there, or year zero rather, is there. And, um, and it was great because, you know, Nick's way of looking at it is so wide mm -hmm. and so open that I feel that that's the kind of greatest gift Nick has ever given me. Because I, I remember talking to Nick about it and he was saying, so, you know, what kind of music do you like and, you know, what kind of, you know, really trying to kind of, because he, he's interested, right? Mm -hmm. not, not because he's trying to play metal games with you or anything, but it would be, you know, he'd be interested in who was this guy he was going to hire and pretty much spend every waking hour with for the next three years. And I would say things like, oh, well, you know, I love Miles Davis because Miles Davis' music is so unique, you know, you can, he would work in different kind of genres, but his style, you can always hear it through all the time. No, I think it's quite important to find your style. And Nick would just arrest me straight away and say, no, 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 it's just not that, just forget that <laughs> straight away. You know, just don't try to find the style at all. Just go out, treat everything individually, put your mind to every project as it was a new thing. You know, those kind of thoughts are fantastic. I don't think that there's many people who will kind of teach you that mm. as a photographer's assistant. Is, is it, was it quite hard to make that transition from being, you know, in such a... Um, high-profile position as Nick's assistant to moving on to becoming your own photographer. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, scary as yeah. whatever. But at the same time, I, you know, I have to admit, even if I thought the the job was joyful, it was bloody hard. And Nick's the first to admit that. Uh, so it was kind of like the definition of mixed emotion. It was like such a joy of finally kind of be able to do my own thing, and obviously terrifying to be able to do my own thing. But at the same time, I just started doing a couple of small things. So I knew that I could do it, if that makes sense. I don't, I don't, you know, uh, and also Nick had let me do things when I worked for him, which was very generous. So I kind of had tried, you know, because it kind of sounds weird, but to actually stand behind a camera and having to communicate with someone is, is terrifying because you have to get either a performance out of someone or you have to kind of capture something that you think is essential about that person and and there's so many great photographers out there as well so you know what the standard is you know how good it can be and if you put your standards up to the level of whoever you admire it's pretty terrifying so in terms of when you begin to create images what is your process where do you start from oh um it's different every time. Depending on the job. Yeah, it really is. Um, and I wish I had, it would save me a lot of time if I had like a process to go through every time. But sometimes you uh, start from scratch, nothing there, just clean plate. We're going to do something, what are we going to do? Which is very interesting but terrifying as well. You have to start from scratch. Sometimes you get presented with, well, we've got all these black dresses and that's what we that's what's happening this season the nice thing about fashion photography is that it changes i mean you know what you start with change every season because very often you start with the clothes sometimes you're able to start with a project so for instance you say well i've got this idea can we make that relevant to what's going on this season or sometimes you actually just make it work <laughs> you know and do you have a a particular format that you prefer? Do you find it easier to when you're told these are the clothes or this is the concept? No, I think that in a perfect universe you have an idea, the fashion editor has an idea and they work together. 
that happens from time to time, and that's fantastic. It's nothing better than that. Everyone's happy on set. Uh, and otherwise, you know, it's about conversations. You know, you start and you have, unluckily, a lot of people have the same reference points. You kind of, it's more interesting when you kind of get crossing things. You know, I've had shoots where Katie Grant wanted to shoot the Splash by David Hockney and John Galliano wanted to shoot Samurai Warriors for pop. And then, weirdly enough, we managed to mix the two together by dropping Samurai Warrior dressed women into a big tank to get the splash thing together. And when you get those kind of crossing references, it's very, very interesting. I think a lot of people do that these days. They take the fashion from one reference and the context of another and it makes it new. It's, sometimes it can be a lazy way of thinking and a, and, a, and a way of getting things out there that isn't too obviously referenced. But sometimes when you don't have those intentions and they're really separate references and they come together like that it's very interesting but then you know and then you're able to take it and put it into a whole new world because unluckily a lot of people work in fashion with specific references you know it's a period there's a style there's a photographer there's a an old you know an old model that they like there's a you know there's a hairstyle they like there's a lot of things are referenced like that and obviously it's a very um convenient way of working, people respond to something they recognize slightly. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We have to remember that the fashion world is a commercial world and not a world of art. So it doesn't have the requirements of art that you don't have to kind of create something absolutely outside of a previous context. Do you like to be the person that drives the concepts and the ideas? Um, yes, do I do. You, do you feel more comfortable in that? Yes, I do. But sometimes it's, it depends on who you work with, too. Some, you know, I'm lucky enough to work with people I really respect and love. And uh, when you do that, it's actually a collaboration. I mean, fashion photography is a collaboration. And then if you're able to... And on the set, it tends to be you who drive it anyway. But up until that moment, up until that person walks in front of the camera, it tends to be a collaboration. Is, is there any specific part from the research to the actual image being produced? Is there any sort of part of that that you find the most enjoyable or rewarding? Uh, the most terrifying is the five minutes before you're actually going to do it because to see if it all works. Because there's a lot of people involved. Sometimes there's a lot of money involved. Uh, and it really depends on the context. I think... Um, No, I think I think the most fun is to actually do the pictures, the actual shoots. Yeah, because I, I think I think Hitchcock had this kind of thing that you know he hated his shoots because he'd drawn it all up, he'd done the screenplay, he knew exactly what it was going to look like, and after that it would just be one huge disappointment because he could never actually make it look exactly what he thought it should look like. I'm not like that at all. Well, obviously, if I do an advertising campaign, I want people to respond, look at that, and go, "Oh my God, that looks so great! I want to go up and buy that." Um, that's pretty straightforward, and that's why we all do it, and that's uh, what we're paid to do. Uh, when it comes to um, editorial work, I think it's more complex than that. Sometimes you want people to identify with it, sometimes you want people to react to it, uh, sometimes you want people to recognize it, sometimes you want people to um, feel estranged by it. I think that um, if you showed me like 
15 things I've done, I kind of say what I want to get out of that. It's like if you're a composer, you make a mellow piece of music, you might want people to be more introvert and sad, and you make something more energetic and aggressive, you might want people to react to it in a different way. I think it's like that. I don't think you can all, you know, I don't think you can look and say, but I think maybe in that lies the answer to your question in the way that I want people to react to it in different ways, depending on what I'm doing. And, and how do you access that feedback? I don't very often access that feedback, actually. Uh, I don't Google myself. I'm not going to watch this interview. Uh, I'm not... Uh, someone told me I have a Facebook page, <laughs> which is great. Uh, I'm not particularly interested in that aspect of my career at all. Uh, obviously, there is so many different sort of small channels where you can get that feedback, and you have a lot of people that... I'm, I'm lucky, I mean, I hope I'm lucky, I think I'm lucky, because I think the people around me are pretty honest, and I think that they, you know, I just did a series of pictures for Japanese Vogue that my wife hated, you know, and just to use her as a reference point again, I really respect her opinion, and she was like, you know what, I really don't like those pictures, and that's fine too, you know, and then we talked about why, and then I showed them to my office, the people work in my office, and they go, oh, I think these pictures are amazing, and you go, mm -hmm. why? And then, yeah, I guess, you know, surrounding <laughs> and then, you know, and I, I will never, ever react aggressively in that, you know, in that context, because I think that would just kind of cut off any honesty. No, so you have, you know, of course, and then you meet people on another shoot, and, and I think, so what do you think about this? What do you really think? And very, very often, you know yourself. Yeah. If you, it's hard to be honest to yourself. Yeah, it's hard to be honest to yourself, yeah. but I think that you know yourself whether you've done because you know I've done a lot of stuff that I'm not happy about, a lot of stuff. And d does it change how you feel about work that you've done that you weren't so happy with at the time? Uh, sometimes, sometimes I can go back and look at stuff that I did two years ago and go, actually, I didn't like that very much when I did it. Uh, I was disappointed with the end result. The process might have been fine, but in the end, you're not feel that you quite managed to do what you wanted to do. And I guess I feel that on many levels. Uh, not because it's not good, but because if you want the level to be high, I think you'll be disappointed quite often. And I, I, don't think that, I don't think it's something you should be scared of to be disappointed, right? Because I think that if you just want to be happy all the time, you won't be very ambitious. <laughs> you know, I don't, if you, if, you know, you'll shoot really boring pictures very quickly. Uh, and sometimes it's, really, you know, it's important to take a chance. It's important to be able to challenge yourself and actually do something. You think, actually, I might not be happy with this in the end, but I'm really curious to see what this process leads to and if I can do it. And I think it's much more important to be able to fall and get up again than just to walk through it all.